Hi guys! Hello! Welcome, Welcome back. Oh, I love that this is not the Corbella show. <laughs> Honestly, Corbella, I think you'd be a really good post- podcaster. You really think so? I do. I think you've got such an interesting story and I'd love to like listen to your whole life and you talk to people. So maybe you should start one. If I started a podcast, what would I call it? This is not the Corbella show. No, no, no. <laughs> or I guess you're adding, like, I don't know. We can brainstorm about it after. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so guys, well, if you didn't, Listen to part one, definitely listen to part one. We get to know a bit about Corbena, his backstory, his education. And it's so interesting. Like, like honestly, I love it. It's just, I love, I think journeys are super important mm. because, I mean, we're historians. So we like to know context because context is everything. It can change the way you perceive a fact or about someone. And um, so definitely check that out. And in this part, we're going to be talking a bit more about Oxford life and also like opportunities and just making the most out of university life everything given to you because i think you're smashing it Corbana, honestly oh thank you so much oh my god amazing i'm <laughs> so excited all right so part one we part two we're now oxford Corbana. what was it like as someone who came from a secondary school where kind of everyone assumed that you would like basically not really do much with your life like and you maybe go down like your teacher said in year eight you become a what was it like a road man by a year road 11. Man. A delinquent. Like, and you've literally, you've smashed a glass leading for yourself. What was it like the first week of Oxford University? A massive massive culture shock. Oh my goodness. I think it's because, obviously, I feel like when you are in the process of applying to university, you're doing all of this stuff to improve your personal statement. There is a lot of emphasis put on the fact that, oh, you deserve to go the universities, they're not diverse enough, they need people like you. Mm. And then when you get there, the, it, that also seems to fall through the window. I don't know why, it just yeah. does. So I remember like my first week, it was great to like meet people from like all sorts of different backgrounds and everything. But I do remember there being things that I felt quite uncomfortable with. Like I remember during Freshers Week, just you know, being in my household, there were about 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And I remember the conversations that, like, I was hearing around me. I remember people talking about, you know, what their lives had been like before um, university. And I remember, like, people talking about the countries that they'd visited, the things that they did, um, the places they'd been with their friends. And I remember just thinking to myself, I've not had a normal life. Compared for them, yeah. Yeah, because it was just like, for me, it was like, whilst other people were, you know, doing, I guess, I don't know how to say it. While other people got to like enjoy lots of various opportunities, it dawned on me that I had to really overcome a lot just to even mm-hmm. be in the same place as them. Mm-hmm. When you, the first people that you met, like these people you're describing, where are they from? Yeah, so I mean, the people in my household, I mean, they were all- Your household? Is that yeah. The, yeah. So obviously, because it was during COVID, people were grouped into households. Oh yeah, yeah. that's so true. Um, but I mean, Thanks for that. Well, I mean, so for instance, everyone in my household, as far as I'm aware, were all British nationals. Yeah. Um, in terms of race, it was very diverse. There were, yeah. I mean, I don't want to risk identifying them. Yeah. Um, but one of the people in my household was actually the first person, um, from that country of origin to ever go to Oxford, (gasps) which was absolutely amazing. I so don't know how I don't you... know how they knew that. They just do. <laughs> but they were the first ever person from Gosh. that country to go to Oxford. Do you think it's like an Oxford thing? 
that they're doing that? Or do you think it's a Corpus Christi? Because I know like some colleges are more kind of progressive, if you want to call it like that, than others. What's, do you think it's Corpus Christi itself? Like for them, I know Wadham has always been kind of more of a left, a leftist college. Mm. Corpus Christi, what's the, what's, was yours more diverse compared yeah. to other colleges? What's the vibe, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it was more, I mean, because Corpus isn't like a well-known Oxford college. Yeah. So it's not really like known for doing much. It's known for being small. Small <laughs> um, and friendly. Small and friendly, yeah. yeah. That's like their motto. But honestly, I feel like that really depends on what kind of person you are, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like the vibe at Corpus was, in terms of race, it was a lot more diverse than I was thinking, okay. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of class, it was not diverse. Yeah, like it was a lot of lot of like there were a lot of like grammar school kids, a lot of private school kids, a lot of international students. Mm-hmm. There were like obviously state school students, and I think the ratio is like sixty percent state school to forty percent private school. But mm-hmm. it didn't feel like that when yeah, I started, yeah, yeah. and maybe it's because it's like you're trying to like pick out the you automatically notice the bad parts rather than the good parts. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not to say that I didn't like it. Like, yeah, I really, yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. And I think over time, I bonded more of the people in my household over the Oxford experience rather than where we'd been from before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like Corpus is a very nice college. People are very nice. People are very friendly, which is great because it was like my whole time at Oxford, I've never had like a rude or a bad tutor. Oh, I know yeah, some yeah. colleges have them, but Corpus definitely doesn't. How is it? That's so interesting. But going back to the class thing, that was super interesting. So your first week of Oxford, culture shocks, you said that you didn't leave, lead, lead a normal life. Was that because obviously their definition of normal was very different to you, what you considered normal? Yeah, I think definitely so. Because obviously, I feel like what I might have considered normal at the time when I got to university, I then mm. realised this is like... This is, like, very different to what other people have been experiencing. Like, for example, holidays was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that it was normal to go on, like, one big trip every now and then. Yeah. Whereas other people, they're literally going every, like, week or so. (laughs) And I'm just like, where do you have the time and the money to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember, like, there was one, um, one of the students at Corpus, their parents came over mm-hmm. and I remember, I distinctly remember them talking about where they were going to go on holiday and I remember just thinking like we are probably not going to ever get to go there, we're lucky if we even get to go to this place yeah. and I think cultural capital plays a big role in this because it's like this is kind of what you see when you get to university and this is why they say oh people who go to uni are likely to earn more money than people who don't. People who go to uni are more likely to vote a certain way. I think it's because of the fact that when your horizons are expanded that far, you start to acquire taste. I guess you start to become more cultured, I think, as a result of being at uni. And that's why, you know, my friends had parents who were able to do this stuff with them, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, I wasn't able to. Yeah. That being said, Oxford does have things like the 93% club, also Class Act, uh, which is like... Which what are the is societies. the 93% I've heard about it, but I don't know what yeah. it actually is. So it's a society for state school students, and it's got that name because obviously 93% of students go to state school. Yeah, but then if you compare it to, like, Oxford and any just any of the kind of 
more highly ranked universities. That's yeah. not the ratio. I think, ratio's not I think Oxford, they want to do more about it. I think as yeah. of now, Oxford is like, what, 70% state school? Yeah. Which is a lot better than it has it been. Used to be, yeah. But it's like the culture is still there, you yeah. know? And it's something that they need to do more about. I think, I mean, having spoken to like <coughs> the admissions team myself, they do a lot. Yeah. They do an awful lot. But I feel like I think they do more than Cambridge. I think they're really. I, I feel think... like Cambridge do more than Oxford. Really? Because Cambridge have like a YouTube channel. They have a TikTok. <laughs> Oxford doesn't take its YouTube seriously, and Oxford <laughs> doesn't have TikTok. Really, that's interesting. Interesting. I don't know why I've always considered the Oxford being more like just from stories you hear and like yeah. anecdotes and stuff. They just seem that they 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 they're making more of an actual effort rather than tokenism. Yeah. About it. I feel like with Oxford, it's like. The one thing that is like hampering their efforts, I think, is the media. Because the mm. media still portrays a very negative image of both Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. It make it make it look like this, you know, very elitist, very posh place that is like very difficult for like normal people to yeah. get in. Because the media they want to preserve that sense of like Britishness. Like, yeah, it goes with their political agenda. Exactly. I mean, I remember um watching this video where they asked, you know, the public, what does it take to get into Oxford or Cambridge? Yeah. And they showed them the actual statistics. Literally, all you need is your brain. You know? <laughs> yeah. All you need is your brain. You don't need to be a genius. You just have to really be passionate about a subject. I don't yeah. think, like, Oxford students are any different from, like, UCL students or yeah. Warwick students. Yeah. I think one major difference is that, you know, Oxford students are very, very curious about their subject. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying if you go to UCL, you're not curious about their subject. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, there are far more people who get A-stars at A-level than Oxford have places. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's not to say people who get rejected from Oxford are not that. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. media makes it seem that way. You're like, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the media also makes it seem like, oh, that's not enough. You either need personal connections or money to get in as well. Yeah. And that's something I see a lot on TikTok, actually. Yeah. Like, if you see, like, videos of, like, Oxford aesthetics and stuff, people are always, like, saying in the comments, oh, I wish I had money to go. Yeah. And I'm just like, you better not be from the UK. Yeah. Because every single you that... Every single uni in the UK costs the same amount of money to go to. Yeah. I understand that you're international because obviously you have to Yeah, pay we're a all lot. taking that loan, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Misconceptions maybe that the general public think about Oxford, that Oxbridge, that you're like, that's just not true. Okay. Well, or you think it is true, but it's not as they exaggerate everything for entertainment purposes. Okay, I think one thing is especially in relation to black students. Mm -hmm. Whenever you see like a black student who has gone into Oxford, people always think it's because of a diversity quota. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why do you always take this away from like yeah. ethnic minorities? It's like, if you're an ethnic minority, then the only reason you got in is because of diversity that and inclusion. So it's not because you worked hard, it's not because you got the grade. Why? Well, yeah, no, that's yeah, so frustrating. It's really not good. It's like a take that I think is really, really bad. So I don't know why people post that on there. You don't need quotas to get into these places, you know? And doctors don't even have any, so I don't know why people say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like unnecessary. Why are you taking away something? No, I get you entirely. Yeah. So that's different heritage. Maybe classes are different. That's when the class is a bigger thing than mm. like heritage and race. But would you say, in your classes, it's like diverse in terms of heritage, but not in class. Like the, the main issue is actually class. 
I think it's very difficult because most of for history and politics, most of the teacher revolves around tutorials. Yeah. So you don't really have classes See, yeah. and lectures aren't compulsory either. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't I couldn't really tell you if that's yeah. the, the the main vibe. But from I guess being part of societies and stuff, I feel like it is implied that you've got to have like money behind you. Mm-hmm. And I think that for poorer students, Oxford does a great job at you know making sure they still feel included. So, for example, I am part of the Craig Start Scholarship. Mm-hmm. That's basically, you know, extra money on top of maximum student loan. Yeah. And also you get access to free exclusive internships, a mentoring scheme, networking mm-hmm. opportunities. They do a lot to help make sure you're on the same level as the more privileged yeah, students. Yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, I'm able to afford to go to things like black tie balls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't have been able to afford that if I wasn't part of the Crown Start Scholarship. Mm-hmm. And how did you find out about the scholarship? Is it, well, advertise your own research? Um, you automatically get it. Oh, if they recognise you in the system. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I see. So there, definitely, so there are schemes and things out there. And I think these these things are just not spoken about because I guess the, the media they want to keep. Yeah, Oxford they need their story, so yeah. they've got to not you've got to sh- about this stuff, you know. Yeah, that's so interesting. So in terms of like, I know that's like the for example the official Oxford that like they have these schemes, but the people of Oxford. Mm-hmm. So for example, like what are the people of Oxford like? And I guess it depends on. You know, everyone. You can't just say the people of Oxford because there's so many different types of people. Like, you uh-huh. can't generalize. First of all, I think the people at Oxford are amazing. Aww. I feel like everyone has been so like friendly and open. Obviously, yeah. like you have like people who are like more eccentric than others. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would, and um, I think that people at Oxford they're very you know compassionate. They're also very intellectual and very yeah. hardworking too. Um, obviously, since I started my TikTok, um, well, I mean, I started that when I was in second gym. Mm-hmm. Um, before I started it, I did not like filming myself. Yeah. Surprisingly, I did not like the sound of my own voice. Yeah, I did not yeah, like yeah. how I looked on camera. Really? Yeah, I was very, very afraid. So I dealt really badly with social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Sorry, so this was literally last year or two years ago. When yeah, you, so when this you, is when I started. When you first started Oxford. When I started second year. Second year. Yeah, so that's when I started like make TikToks. Yeah, I only yeah. watched it up to that, but I mm-hmm. struggled a lot with social anxiety, mm-hmm. and it came as a result of the stuff that had happened to me previously. Yeah. Um. So I think going to Oxford, I wanted to kind of create something that you know when I finish years from now, I'll be able to look back on those experiences. Mm-hmm. So then I made a TikTok kind of detailing my journey of how I got to Oxford. And I wasn't expecting anyone to see it. Mm -hmm. So then I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I woke up to like 10k views. And I was just like, Which TikTok was it? This was the one. Is it pinned? It's the one of the pinned (laughs) ones, yeah. And I remember remember just thinking like, overnight temptation, first of all. Like, wow, look at me. Yeah, and then people literally coming up to me and telling me, like, oh. Yeah, it's like you came on my FYP. <gasps> Wait, which one was it? I'll be... This one. This one. Yeah. Oh, I was 16 years old. I decided to fly. Oh my god, guys, check it out. You check out Quibena's uh, Instagram. Not Instagram. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, that was like the video that, that made me decide. One. Yeah, yeah. I got to do more of these because I feel like these could really help people. Yeah. And yeah. the rest is kind of history from that point. That's I how I started it. my TikTok. I love your TikTok because it's like. 
it's fun and entertaining, but also so in, in like educational and helpful and beneficial. It's perfect. Yeah, I think I, it I makes just, it seem everything's achievable, and that's what you are. You're showing that everything is achievable. Yeah, right? I think that's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted my TikTok to be. It was like I wanted to create basically what I would have liked to see when I was in sixth form, because I feel that like I was searching up so much for Octon, but I wasn't getting a lot of information that I wanted. Yeah, it's like yeah. I wanted to know about what the student life there is actually like. I want to envision myself as a student yeah. there. And I'm, hopefully that's what my TikTok helps to do for people. Um, but yeah, I feel like without like the encouragement of people at Oxford, I would never, ever have done something like that. And I feel like that's why it's been so beneficial for me to actually go, because I feel like my social anxiety has just dropped. I don't struggle with it nearly as badly as I used to. Yeah, I mean, you're really meeting a stranger, about. me today, and you're like, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people wouldn't even be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned, you know, trying to make everything achievable. And um, I recently posted a TikTok regarding the things that I'd done in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I did get like a few comments on there saying, oh, for showing off, et cetera, oh. et cetera. And I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm not. You're because not. I then posted a TikTok literally explaining how I got all of those opportunities. And to be honest, that's not something I see people doing. I think people on TikTok gatekeep a lot. Yeah. And which is really Can you bad. Can what gatekeeping is? Because I think it's a term that some people don't know. Yeah, gatekeeping is basically when people show you like something that they know people want to achieve, but they don't tell them how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like an MV trap. Yeah. And it wasn't something I wanted to do because I remember feeling excluded from opportunities like this. So for example, like I'm part of the Amos bursary. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my first ever session there. This is at Oxford. Um yeah, no, this is when I was a sixth form. I was sixth form. And I remember like having like the older students speak to us about everything they'd done. And I remember feeling like, oh why are they showing off? But they weren't. Yeah. It was like Tell it, yeah. they were literally saying to you we've done this great stuff and we believe you can do even better than this. But that wasn't my mindset because of the things I'd been through before. I wasn't around people who were very supportive. Yeah. I was around people who were very, you know, they love pointing fingers and saying, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that, we don't like it, etc. So that was the mindset I had. But I felt like, I guess, talking about childhood trauma and stuff, it was something I felt a responsibility to unlearn Mm. when I got to university. And I think TikTok was a very big part of that because it was like, I feel like people on TikTok are very open. Yeah, like, I love TikTok. Yeah, Instagram is like, no, that's kind fake. of fake. Yeah. But TikTok, people are real it's on safe. TikTok. I feel yeah. like, and I, I agree. Like, I, I think also the thing is with TikTok, you have to interact. If long as you interact with the right content, the right content will come to you on your For You page. Yeah. Same with Instagram. So I feel like people will be like, oh, TikTok is not how it used to be. Then I would say, Make sure you're liking and engaging with the right content, and then it will come up. Yeah, absolutely. For you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so I was basically thinking like, we can't gatekeep, guys. Yeah. Oxford is too good of an opportunity to. I love that gatekeep, yeah. and so it's like I would love it if someone you know gets into Oxford and then says it was because of one of my videos that inspired them to apply. I think that'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if that's going to happen, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. No, I think what you're doing already is insane. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to, you know, make people know this is achievable. It's successful. If I can do it, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned a bit about, like, childhood trauma and how that was a thing last year. Do you mm-hmm. mind, like, talking a bit about that? Yeah, about, so... Like, um. I mean, this kind of basically, this whole child, this whole like 
trauma recovery yeah. started as a result of something that happened actually at the Oxford Union. Okay. Um, so I was part of their secretaries committee mm-hmm. from uh, April to June. So the committee for what? Um, the Oxford Union. Oh, so the main Oxford Union. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what happened was they had a training um, session mm-hmm. and one of the training sessions basically involved um it involved people having to write down um like a list of people who they saw as their closest friends i basically so that wasn't the activity but the activity involved that okay i personally don't have like the best history when it comes to friendships Mm -hmm. so this really triggered me and it triggered a lot of like very painful memories Mm -hmm. I spoke to the person who organized it later on and they apologized they were like okay in future we won't do that but then it made me realize there's like a lot that I haven't dealt with there's a lot of closure that I need and I haven't found it so once I realized that I was like to be honest, I wasn't that proactive in seeking therapy. It might seem like I was, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but once I decided I needed to get that help, um, when I got to my third year, I decided I'm going to sign up for the university's counselling service. And I've been working with them on trying to, you know, understand why I think the way I think about certain things. And it's been really, really helping. So I think I would say I would strongly recommend therapy whilst it's still free mm-hmm. and whilst you're at university. So obviously they support, I mean, most universities have those services. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think contrary to public belief, they're amazing. Yeah. They do a really, really good job of helping support students. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, please, 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 if you think you need it, go and get counselling, go yeah. and get therapy. It can be really helpful. That's so interesting. And is this something that you like st- or you're doing ongoing like how's words like you have a number of sessions just out of curiosity yeah as of now it is ongoing so i have a uh, one evening session per week yeah and i basically just get open about i guess how i'm doing during the week things i do want to talk about if there's stuff that i've written down yeah. i want to just get open about those things and i think it's really nice because like you have someone who listens to you mm-hmm. and actually validates how you're feeling mm-hmm. Um, instead of like kind of just like pushes it away which yeah. I think is absolutely awesome yeah no I love that it's so good and you're completely right like it's a privilege as well to be in like a country and to be I mean most universities do that these things are accessible and free yeah so, absolutely quite relatively speaking it's quite like a small incident like you know it's like a small thing that like, you wouldn't even think about would have those consequences yeah but it seemed like it was a very big moment in your life when you were asked to do that um, okay i wouldn't say it was a big moment okay. in my life, but it was just like it made you realize yeah because i feel it's great it was great that that happened because it makes you think like how far you've come mm. they've got to a point where you're in the oxford union yeah. where like past prime ministers yeah. have like spoken when they were your age yeah. and the fact that you're getting open about this style it shows a willingness to want to change yeah, yeah. and i feel like the whole of 2022 for me because obviously i turned 20 years old yeah, yeah i think it was me realizing that i want to do things differently i want things to change yeah and i think as a result of wanting things to change i feel like that's been rewarded i feel like as a result of having resilience as mm. a result of having tenacity those are things that I feel like are really rewarded in our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like concerning the things that 
happen. So, it's for example, you know, being put in the future leaders magazine. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something. Oh I'm yeah, like, what is like? Tell me basically. I mean, you've got a TikTok which is insane, yeah. guys. Check out his TikTok, which is like things that I've achieved in twenty twenty two, and um, like so many things we can talk about. Let's just dive into that. Like, yeah, I feel like future leaders is something I'll never shut up about. Yeah, what is it? Explain it to us all. So. Uh, there is an organisation called Powerful Media, okay. and they make the Power List every year, which is like a list of some of the UK's most influential black people. Okay. They have a version of the Power List called Future Leaders, and it's basically the Power List, but the student edition, which is basically showcasing um, 150 of the UK's most outstanding black students and graduates. Yes. I uh, was nominated, and I got featured on the 14th edition of magazine which came out this year oh 2023 sorry 2022 yeah yeah yeah. but yeah it was absolutely amazing to be featured in it yeah yeah someone nominated you uh well i was nominated by the person writing the magazine how did how did that happen linkedin this is why you need to get your linkedin profiles in shape yeah linkedin is very very important for university i think yeah um but yeah no basically like I'm glad that we brought it up because I remember that I went to the award ceremony. Yeah. And this is actually something I wanted to bring up in the podcast. So I remember going to the award ceremony and I literally was there alone. Mm-hmm. As in, I, I turned up by myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when people were going up to like, get awards and stuff, I remember them like being cheered on by other people who mm-hmm. I guess like they went to the same uni, they grew up together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking to myself, these guys had very, very strong support networks that have allowed them to get to where they are today. Meanwhile, the network of people who I grew up with, you know, in secondary school, Mm -hmm. who should have been there for me, Mm -hmm. let me down. Mm -hmm. And I was really upset Mm -hmm. when I thought that at first. But then I was like to myself, you can choose who you want to be around. Yeah. You don't always have to be thinking about people who let you down because they're not thinking about you. Yeah. So don't waste your energy. Yeah. yeah. So I think this year, this is something that I really want to focus on, just making good friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like talking to you and obviously talking to other people as well is like a really good way of doing that. Because mm-hmm. I feel that loneliness is a very big thing in university. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's not really an easy problem to fix because it's different for everyone. But for me, I am noticing for the first time that I actually have power over who I get to meet. Unlike in school, you don't really get to choose who you go to school with. Hundred percent. So, yeah. And also because you're now an adult, you can choose and you can like take transport by yourself. Like it's small things. Yeah. You don't quite realize you're completely right. I think school is so contained, whereas now you're free essentially. Like, yeah. You know? Essentially. Yeah. I mean, you're free until you have to work. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah exactly no that's so interesting the same realizations you've had is something like maybe not to the same extent but i can completely relate to what you're saying mm. um so that's so interesting so wait, with the people getting invited it wasn't like they were did you did you have the option of like bringing someone in? did you have like a plus one kind of thing no it was for oh, so the nominees more, only uh so it's just that the nominees they kind of knew each other yeah because obviously yeah. they're like equally as ambitious as each other yeah, yeah, etc yeah, yeah. now i want to talk about law mm-hmm. because i think you want to be a commercial lawyer if i'm yes. right where did this went to be changed from farm pharmacology was it in year eight yeah to law and like why law? I'm not, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm always the, I'm a person who is always like 
never really been sure what they wanted to do. Yeah, because you're interested in everything, like you said, yeah. about your curiosity. Yeah, someone called it an education buffet. It's like you just want <laughs> a bit of everything. I love that. I love so, that. Um, yeah, so I had a really bad science teacher in year eight. Yeah. Who put me off um, science, literally the same year I said oh. I wanted to be a pharmacologist. So, so then, um, I say, teachers really do make a difference. They do. They make a huge difference. Yeah. So I was interested in English. I wanted to be a journalist, mm-hmm. but my mum was not happy with that. She yeah. was like, journalist, like, it's, that's not a good job. Yeah. Uh, then I got to sixth form. No, no, before that, I wanted to start a business. Yeah. Everyone got... goes through that phase. Yeah. yeah. Then I got to sixth form, and I think that that was when I got introduced to law. I did a law work experience program with like a law firm in London, which was really it's good. Yeah. Um, but then I got told, I, I was going to apply for law at uni, but then I realised I don't know anything about law. I can't write a personal statement on law if I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so then someone told me, you don't need to study law to be a lawyer, just do whatever you want at uni. And, and transfers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly the path I'm on now. So yeah. I'm doing history and politics. Even still, like, I think in first year of uni, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a lawyer. So I did a bunch of internships. I did one at um, the Institute for Government, which is a think tank. Oh, that yeah. That was cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't want to work in the think tank. I think it's too similar to university. To research. Yeah. Um, but it was, I guess it was Oxford Law Society that introduced me to, you know, the idea of commercial law, because I went to one of their dinner events and it was This really first, nice. second, third? This was second year. So I guess, because first year was basically COVID, so did yeah. you have much of it? You didn't really have much of a, like... Oxford University experience, like, yeah. yeah. So second year, there's more societies going on and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I got involved. I started researching about like law firms, how do they work, what yeah, the commercial yeah. lawyers do. Then I started applying to like some like vacation schemes. Mm-hmm. Did I get them? Yeah. But then I applied for one, yeah. and I got it. Yeah. And I was just like, I really don't know because <laughs> the interview went terribly, yeah, but I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, amazing. This is twenty twenty two. This is twenty twenty two. Yeah, it was in summer. Um, so I did that. It was with another like um, top firm, mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was only a week long, so it wasn't. Yeah. It was quite short, but I loved it. And I, I was like, "Yep, this is the path I'm taking." Oh. You know that TikTok trend that said, "Like, yep, this is gonna be my, this is gonna be my personality for the rest of my life." <laughs> it was literally like that. I um, love that. But yeah. So cool. And now, like, you're are you like vice president? I am vice president of the Oxford Law Society. That's, I must be law and Oxford must be very big as well. Yeah, so the Oxford Law Society is the largest student society in university. No, really, it's and more than debating. I mean, debating like the oldest one. I don't know why I thought. I mean, probably well, debating is the Oxford Union, but it's probably you're the biggest one. Yeah, so it's the biggest subject society, wow. and I think we're one of. I think we are the oldest sub- law society in the UK. Insane. I think so. I don't Congratulations. Know. Well, thank you so much. I mean, <laughs> we haven't done much so far, but we're planning a lot. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully yeah. next time will be good. So yeah. That's, that's insane. And what kind of people are interested in law? Also, because I want to know, just side note about Oxford colleges. Uh-huh. Like, you know how there are different characteristics and you have like some colleges that are like old, like I think like Balio is more of like the traditional, like... Like, are there some, like, colleges that are more, like, yeah, what is your take on the college system? And do you think they do have different cultures or not? Yeah, it's they do of... definitely have different cultures. So um, Spill the tea. So, obviously, <laughs> you've got Corpus, which is small and friendly. Yeah. Uh, and our neighbours, we've got Merton, which is known for where fun goes to die. Um, oh, yeah, is that the Masters one? 
Or is it just post-grad? No, there's one that's just post-grad. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few post-grad that are new colleges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Merton, um, that's where fun goes to die because everyone works so hard. Uh, Oriel is Toriel. Because oh! everyone's there is everyone there's a conservative. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, Christchurch is, like, the rich, posh, Harry Potter one. Yeah. Um, so, let's go after the stereotypes. Teddy Hall is, like, rugby lads. So, is it sporty? Yeah, very sporty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other stories. St. Hughes is far. Oh, yeah, you have to track St. Hughes. Hughes is so far that people say it's closer to Birmingham than um, <laughs> Oxford. Think of St. Hughes. Yeah, and then uh, are those, what other stereotypes are there? Um, I'm sure there are others. I don't know why they're not coming. But like, to Trinity? Yeah, what's Trinity? It's also known for being quite posh. So Trinity and Oriole are the main one. What's Bailey known for? Bailey or... I tried the sound of it. Bailey. I only know Bailey or for Boris Johnson. Oh, did he go? That's probably... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's kind of... That's all I know about Bailey. I know it's also really good for, like, PP as well. Oh, because some of the colleges are, like, known for different subjects as well. Um... So, like, Bailey is very good for PP. I think Corpus is meant to be good for classics. Mm-hmm. Um and then like is Corpus Christi because the name is it uh-huh. more of a, like a religion? What's the? Does it? Do you think it has connections to Christianity? I mean, but, all of it essentially does. Yeah, I mean, them, but... a lot of the colleges have like religious names, but I yeah. think they're all quite secular now, except yeah. for like a few, like for example, Regent's Park. Is that the name of a college? Regent. Yeah, Park? so Regent's Park is a PPH. Okay. So it's it's like a college, but instead of being run by the university, it's run by like a church. Oh. But that being said, you don't have to be religious to go to. Wait, then you, you apply to RRH on UCAS, like. Well, so I mean, it's treated as a college, oh, so like you can be pulled to Regent's Park. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have quite a few friends there. They they, they like oh. it. It's pretty nice. That's so interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I can't have... think of any other college. Oh, I've got someone. What about St Catharines? St Cat's. What's that? What's oh, like? that's like the modern college, and people say like it's ugly. <laughs> I think St. Cat's is pretty nice, but people don't like how it's like well, not old architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Wadham, the college that you could have like and then yeah. like Wadham's super communist vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just remembered. What was Wadham Festival like? Wadham Fest? Wadstock. Yeah, that. Oh my gosh, people literally bigged up Wadstock so much. When I like saw like the videos and the pictures of that, I was like, I thought it was so dry. I was like <laughs> They're students, though. They're trying the best they can. It's yeah, like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you were expecting wireless or something, but <laughs> it was fine. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what other colleges are there? I do know your college. Um, You probably know that. They're Millibans, weren't they? Yeah. Millibans, We actually have a college drink called um, Ed Miller Bubbles. No! <laughs> and that's basically... It's like this really red, fizzy drink that's based off of him. That's so funny. Do you have many of the alumni? I mean, we must have some really cool speakers coming to Oxford. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, what is, like, All the so time. Who are some cool people that have come recently? Uh, well, I mean, this wasn't recently, but King Charles came. Oh, my God, yes! Can you explain? You yeah, so I right? got to meet him. Wow. Um, I'll tell you this. The day that I met, um, well, at the time, Prince Charles. I, which month was it last year? It was May, I believe. May 2022. Yeah, I think it was May. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I was meeting him that day. I just got told there's a very special guest coming to Oxford. You're going to get to meet him. He's so special, in fact, that you can't take pictures of him. And I was like, who is this? And I was thinking, okay, it might be Stormzy. It might be be Dave. It might be Oprah Winfrey. It might be Barack Obama. 
we got there. I, I don't know why we just assumed that he was black. Yeah. But we got there and they told us Prince Charles is coming to oh. <laughs> And I was so key nervous. I was like, do I bow? Do I shake his hand? Um, you got drunk like the day they told you. I yeah. That. And so he came late. Typical, typical university case. Yeah. I mean, he came late because he was in a hurry. But basically, we got there. He asked me about like my journey to Oxford, and I basically told him everything that I told you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also like he also asked me about um like my time at Oxford. I told him about the union. He was like, oh, are you? When you met Prince Charles, I'm just curious. Was it like in the group? Was it like a few students and Prince Charles and like? A it was a few students. The From different colleges. Yeah, then the master of Univ. What's Univ? Univ is one of the colleges. Short oh, for, uni- short for university college. college. Hey, you see, I've done it. <laughs> um, and then it was like Prince Charles' stuff. And then let's say on this side of the room, it was all about the press and the paparazzi. No way! So after he left, we got to speak to him. So I did, no. I did a radio interview. That's and so I also fun. did an interview for the Oxford Mail, which is like the Oxford a newspaper for Oxfordshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. thought was pretty awesome. That is so cool. It was amazing. How, so how must it have been quite a good session? Like how long did you talk to him for? Not long, probably about half an hour. That's quite a long though. Half an hour with the Prince of England. The, United, yeah. like, the Commonwealth of the, you know what I mean? Like everything. Yeah, absolutely. It was quite a big thing to happen. It was like literally did it I not... didn't know what do you remember the date? I don't remember the date, but <laughs> It was a very big thing to happen that year. What did you, when you told your mom, like, what was her reaction? Oh, she was like, you know, that happy shock. Yeah, I was like, she was like, you don't hear wow, that every day. My son met a prince. That was crazy. And my... like, what would you say would be the biggest highlights of your Oxford experience? Oh, like, what what do you like? What what do you love about Oxford? Because it seems that like you really love it. Yeah, I do, and I have to be careful of saying that because I feel like in the past, whenever I say I love institutions, things happen and I then contain them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd say probably the biggest highlight for me. Um, wow, this is, it hasn't finished yet, so it's like I yeah, think... you still got like what do you graduate? July. Also, oh, what is this about Oxford having exams like in January? I mean, quite like. Oh, okay. So there's things <laughs> called collections. So uh, Oxford has mock exams, yeah, and you have them at the start of every term, yeah, yeah. and you get tested on what you learned the term before. Okay. I hate them, but yeah. I chose to go to Oxford, so I can't complain. Oh, I love that! I love that <laughs> attitude. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably the highlight of my time at Oxford would probably be when either it's between meeting Prince Charles, yeah, or that's pretty cool. I'd say the Corpus Christi ball was really. Good. Is that ball open to any? Is it, you just yeah, that ball's open to everyone. Just buy a ticket. But you have to, you, do you even have to be part of Corpus Christi? No. Like, can other unis just get buy a ticket? There's no one going to stop you. And when was that? That was in 2021. Yeah. I think it was October. What's an Oxford ball like? An Oxford very extravagant. <laughs> they spend lots and lots of money yeah. on it. Yeah. And it's really fun as well. There's Aww. free food, free drinks, free entertainment. They decorate the college grounds and make it look a lot nicer than it normally is. Yeah, yeah. It's great, honestly. Oh, that's so good. And when you think about, you know, Quebec when you were like a secondary <coughs> school kid, mm-hmm. like what advice and what would you want to say to your younger self? Um, keep on doing what you're doing. Because I feel like we often ask this question thinking that, oh, if there's one thing you could change, what would it be? I don't think I would change much. I mean, obviously, I do feel like thinking about, like, you know, trauma and stuff. I feel like if I had gone back, I would do things differently so I wouldn't have to experience this trauma again. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, 
I think things have gone pretty well. Yeah. You know, God looked after me. Yeah. He kept me safe. I'm not dead, thank God. Um, and I feel like I was on a really good trajectory. And so I'm grateful for everything that I experienced because it helped me to build character. Mm. And that character actually really benefited me once I got to university. Because yeah. when I come out, hopefully, you know, get a training contract and go into law yeah. as this person who is really self-aware, mm. really, you know, emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and academically intelligent as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say maybe there's things that I do need to unlearn, mm-hmm. but I am really, really grateful for everything that's happened to me so far. I love that. But that's kind of coming to Oxford, just kind of round up the like the episode, because mm-hmm. I think we've spoken about so many interesting things. Like what are the biggest things that you've learned just like in life, like life things that you're like, we can just like round it up mm. that you've learned that you think will be beneficial to people listening to this. Yeah, make the most of every opportunity, first yeah. of all, because I feel like coming from my background, we're not encouraged to do that. And it really is self-sabotaging in the sense. Because mm. like, if you know you're good at something, why are you letting people tell you that you can't do it? Yeah, Those people are not going to, they're not going to know what your next steps are in like five or 10 years. It's mm. like, if I had listened to my teachers in sixth form, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. I would yeah. be at probably, I wouldn't be at Oxford, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just... So could, sorry, even your teachers in sixth form? Yeah. Not even just your secondary school, in sixth yeah. form as well. Yeah, so I didn't touch too much upon this for, yeah. like, obvious reasons. Yeah. My teachers weren't very supportive of me going to Oxford. Yeah. Um, But I feel like, had I listened to the advice they'd given me in relation to uni choice, I would not have had the chance to meet Prince Charles or end up, you know, one of the top black students in the country. Yeah. So it's like, only you can really ordain your steps. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, especially from my sort of background, struggle with what they want to do with what, when they grow up because they feel like they should listen to their parents, they should yeah. listen to their school. I'm here to tell you, just listen to yourself. Mm. What is yourself telling you? If you know you want to be a doctor, if you know you want to be an artist or a journalist, yeah. but people say otherwise, Go for the path that you want to go for the most. Yeah. And once you're good at what you're doing, then things such as money, status, prestige, that will follow. It's not the most important thing. It's a byproduct mm-hmm. of doing what you love. But yeah, I'd say that. And also go to therapy. Yeah. Because you'll learn so much about yourself and the way you think. And it's going to make you more confident. It's going to make you more audacious i think yeah. more willing to you know defy what people have thought about you at first by just going outside your comfort zone so um yeah i'd say those are two really really key things yeah thank you so much Kabena. it's been That's such a right. pleasure <laughs> i really enjoyed this thank you so i enjoyed much. this too it's actually been so fantastic and i've just loved talking yeah yeah, yeah. i've I always love- imagined like being in a podcast now i've actually done it which i think is absolutely crazy oh here we go thank you so much as we said guys i'd love to hear your comments on this um episode so follow us on tiktok and instagram if you haven't already which is at this is not the daria show and you have to follow kubana now on tiktok right yeah so do you want to add yourself just just your name right um yeah so uh tiktok instagram snapchat is all the same username at kubana.hmk oh my goodness amazing thank you so much i want to hear what you guys think about this episode so definitely let us know and yeah is there any final last words Oh, final last words. i think that's what we covered but is there anything random that you want to say that pops into your brain 
to share to the world. No. No, me neither. I bought that interesting. I'm quite, I'm quite tired and quite hungry. I don't know about you as well. I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> I've kept Kamela captive in this. In she hasn't kept me captive, guys. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed it here. Oh. I would willingly stay another hour. Oh, thank you so much, Kamela. Right, guys. We'll see you very soon. See you later. Bye. Stay Bye. Safe, guys. Bye. Bye.